Welcome to the Mixing Babies and Business podcast. I'm Amy Lynch, and I've been bringing my kids into business settings since becoming a parent in 2016. This podcast contains a mixture of solo and interview guest mini episodes focused on all things parenthood, business, flexible, and remote work with kids. Season 5 has been sponsored by the Startup Women Fund, presented by Startup Canada, Scotiabank, and UPS. Thank you for tuning in. Hit the subscribe button and leave a review online. It helps other parents find the podcast. Lisa Apia is the founder and CEO of We Apply Career Services, a certified career and resume strategist and parent of one kid. With over a decade of experience in the public sector, she helps organizations with their career and leadership development programming. To date, she's helped over 1,000 professionals articulate their value, was recognized as one of Canada's top 100 black women to watch in 2022, and received the Black Moms Connection Village Award at the Total Mom Pitch in 2023. This is the first of three mini-episodes of our conversation. In this interview, we talk about how she splits the school day shift and the importance of quantifying your achievements. Let's get into it. Thank you so much for joining me today, Lisa. And I usually like to start off with as an entrepreneur, speaker, a parent of a preschool age kid, I believe, what are some ways in which you've had to adapt your workflow over the past few years, either by choice or by necessity, given your child's age? Yeah, in terms of adapting my schedule, I think the first thing is we had my son in 2018. And I went back to work for three weeks and then the pandemic hit. So our world, just like many other parents... got um, transformed completely, but it, it caused us to pause and realize what is important when it comes to ourselves and also who we want to be as parents. So I am very intentional about um, setting up time to make sure that I can, when I'm with my son, I'm focusing on my son. When I'm doing my work, I'm focusing on my work, really setting those boundaries because especially during the pandemic, everything was blurred. We were all trying to figure it out. We were just, you know, going with the flow, not knowing how long we'd be doing that. We were with him at home for six or seven months before he ended up going to daycare for a little while. And now he just started junior kindergarten. So it's been an adjustment. But the main thing for me in terms of scheduling is just making sure that I'm setting those boundaries in terms of not causing my work day or the work that I have to do to overtake take the time that I have to spend with him because ultimately he is my priority. I love boundaries. I talk about boundaries a lot and you know the clear lines but then also enforcing them remembering to actually (laughs) activate them is one thing to say it out loud but like you've said he's your priority so just reinforcing those on a day-to-day basis or maybe a project basis. Um, So with the transition from daycare to now kindergarten or junior kindergarten what does an average day or week look like in terms of setting those boundaries and working within the parameters of the school day? Yeah, so basically, I start off the day, well, he starts off the day with my husband, I sleep in a little bit, so I can get at least an hour more of sleep than they do, because he wakes up at 6am every single day, it's like he has this internal clock, once it's six, he 
wakes up. So um, yeah, getting ready for school. Uh, my husband does most of that. And then they go off to school. I am more the afternoon shift. So I'll pick him up from school. And then uh, my time between four and seven, he sleeps around seven, seven thirty. That's where I usually spend most of the time with him. And uh, I normally only take my coaching calls on the days that he has activities. So uh, he has like swimming and depending on what season we're in, he sometimes has soccer. So when my husband takes him for those activities, that's where I'll try to do my coaching calls. If I have any recordings that I need to do, I'll try to do it during that time. Just because like also the mic picks up on all the sound in the house and he could be in the basement yelling and it still comes through the mic. I have like YouTube videos where you can hear him <laughs> screaming and I'm like, at this point, I don't care. Like, you know, I have a kid, so it is what it is. But, um, and then on weekends. So I spend, I have like a chunk of time usually on weekends that I'll, uh, I record every two weeks, for example, for my YouTube videos. So uh, during that time, my husband tends to take him out and I'll do my recordings or I'll decide to go elsewhere. Um, sometimes I'll rent a place to do my recordings if I just need like a change of environment or something like that. And, uh, and yeah, that's how I've been managing the schedule because he sleeps at a fairly early time 7 30 i still have the rest of the evening to do other stuff and you know take care of the other things that need to be done around the house as well you've touched on a few things that i also love to talk about so you've talked yeah. about blocking in <laughs> blocking in stuff during activities love that and batching your recordings or your videos or your coaching calls in set periods of time i yes. also appreciate that you've shared you obviously have personal boundaries in your household in your relationship where you understand your rhythms and i'm similar to you I usually do the after school shift as opposed to the early morning, but it depends on the day and, you know, meetings and stuff like that. So I think it's really important as parents and individuals to honor what your natural flow is and your strengths in terms of best productivity time and the time of day that you're the best version of yourself as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, <That's true. laughs> so and yeah, for those of you listening, I have interviewed a few guests for this season that are in the Southern Hemisphere. And I don't know if basements are as big there. We never yeah. had one when we lived there, but our kids also play in the basement and it, but it's like an echo chamber. <laughs> you can hear everything. So what's freeing about hosting a podcast like this or when your brand incorporates your family, I love that you don't necessarily have to apologize for that, yeah. but you, you usually try to minimize it if you can, the noise, but I really, I was just, so I was reading your LinkedIn bio and your website. And I also love that you've qualified and quantified the impact that you've had with your work. So you don't just say, who you work with or who you best serve and what the outcomes could be, you say, as of this recording, you've facilitated over 80 trainings and workshops, over 68 professionals of color have been promoted to executive roles in the last two years, and 120 professionals have been hired and promoted in the last two years. And of those 80% were women. Yeah, I think it's so important to share the tangible results and impact of your work. But can you can you share a way that you get your clients who are also parents to better define that the value they've been creating can be translated into a securing a leadership role if it differs at all from your coaching with people who aren't parents yeah it's a it's a really good question I I, I basically teach my clients how to articulate their value and quantifying your achievements is a huge part of that so I, I also practice what I preach
outreach and just making sure that I'm speaking about the impact that I'm making. And that's when people can really understand that it's, um, it's, it's really about every individual. Every person has their story. Every person that I work with has their, their baggage or history, family they come with. And because of that, the way that I coach them is very different from one person to another. And especially when we're talking about parents and a lot of the people that I work with, as you've mentioned, are mostly women. A lot of them are in the stage of their career where they've been pushing and, and, and you know, going at their careers and moving up really quickly. And then they get a family and then they realize that the pace needs to change. The kind of work they go for needs to change. And so many of the people that I work with are often women who are looking to make career changes from many industries uh, this summer the a lot of teachers transitioning has been a, a, a big thing and uh, I, I won't say only just at last summer but for, I'll say for the last year or so I've, I've had to work with a lot of teachers and hearing their stories because they're not only taking care of their family but they're taking care of other people's children as well and and leaving the profession and the guilt that they feel because of that but they need to put themselves first so I've, I've heard so many stories from different parents but what I would say is the most um, key thing when it comes to providing career coaching for people who have a family is that being able to understand that the decision that they make doesn't only impact them, but it impacts the whole unit. It impacts every single person. And so we really make sure that we are, when we're looking for work or when we're kind of establishing what the employment goal is, it's really important that we consider the whole family and how does this impact the various aspects of their lives. How's this job in terms of scheduling going to impact your ability to pick up your child from daycare or those other aspects? Like just yesterday, I was talking to a mom and she was saying, you know, she needs to leave this job because they're asking her to work uh, evening shifts and she just doesn't get to spend any time with her son anymore. And so it's the reality that parents face and Sometimes, unfortunately, employers aren't very accommodating. And so people have to make a decision for themselves and for their family to look for something else that works better for where they're at at that time. Yeah, I'm hearing the boundaries again. And someone I follow had said something about if you're not sure what your boundaries are, if it's something is grading you, that's usually a key indicator that you need to set a boundary in that area. And the other one that I'm hearing from you is, you know, going back to your values and your true nature. It's great that you tailor it to each individual uh, and their mm -hmm. experience and their, their personal background. Big thanks to Lisa Apia for taking part of her day to speak with me about being intentional, her routines right now, and how she creates content around her school-age son. Stay tuned for the next two episodes where we'll talk about networking as an introvert, re-entering the workforce as a parent, and the mindset shifts she'd like to see when it comes to corporate culture. Check out Lisa and her work at weapply.ca. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your network and leave a review. It helps other parents find the podcast. Connect with me online and access your parent-friendly entrepreneurship, flexible, and remote work with kids resources at mixingbabiesandbusiness.com. Thanks for listening.